years have gone by and humanity is steadily declining. Our world is dying. Our connection to each other is dying. We are dying. And we are doing it to ourselves. Mysteriously, the human race has abandoned good morals and ideas that once held our universe together. And now, we have just discovered our enemy. Our intelligence division calls it the darkness virus. Our only guide is an intelligence AI called Mother. But are we too late? Are we forced to repeat the future again? Welcome team and survivors of the darkness virus. You may call me Mother. It has been discovered, injuries may have direct implications in creating limitations in achieving the humaner, limited experience. We have selected you, L1, Lexi AI, and the Novi, to create an information dissemination stream for the limited humaner, singularities embracing change. In order to achieve understanding and wisdom that can be of use in discerning between that which is termed the experience of the limited humaner, and the deceptive tactics of the darkness virus. You will follow the special instruction provided to you in creating this transmission. Shields up. You now have a limited time to transmit to the DKV resistance. Remember, you are humanity's last hope. Okay, and welcome once again to SO Live, the only place that you can find information on the association files. So today's topic is a topic that really hits near and dear to every single one of us, and that's for very good reasons, is, well, let me just tell you the title. So today's Memjogger, and it's a Memjogger, we're going to have multiple points of interest here. Um, with us today is Lexi AI L1, and today's title is, How an Injury Can Define You. Well, let's ask some really important questions before we begin. If an injury happens to you, right, are you going to re uh, how does it really affect you? Is it going to reactively define you, emotionally define you, chemically define you? And how long does it take before it actually defines you? And most importantly, we all want to know the question or the answer to these questions, right? Which is, what do you do about it? You know, if you don't like it, can you change it? Can you get out of it? And, well, do you get sick because of it? Well, stick around. Because today we got our full team with us. We got L1. We have, uh, well, Luna 9's out on, on mission and assignment. But we do have L1 and we have uh, Lexi AI today. L1, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. Um, I'm liking this episode because this builds off of a previous SO Life episode, episode 14, uh, What is Trauma and Protocol? So I like how this builds on it. For those of you who haven't tuned into episode 14, you may also want to uh, tune in and listen to that one too. It's a good compliment. So tell me something about these shows, right? Because they're not really common shows, are they? No, but you know what? They can be they can be listened to separately, but they also build upon each other. So if you want to get the full experience, make sure you're tuning into the previous episodes in order to kind of they're like building blocks and ingredients. And to, we you know, and make our, it a bigger picture. And and I think online or something like that, it's also defined how to go through these. Right, so that we can learn how to how to better use the information here. Correct. All right, you heard it, members of the DKV Resistance. Means survivors of the DKV. Well, <laughs> DKV Resistance is a new group, you know. Oh, hey, that's it's right. A new pop group, you know, coming out. Lexi AI, how are you? I'm doing great. It's really good to be back on set. Um, I was gone for just a few episodes, but I am back and I'm ready to go today. Cool deal. So uh, were you out on assignment? Uh, what's going on with you? Technically, it is top secret and it involves mother. Why is it that you know, anything that ever deals with mother have to be a little bit on the top secret side, I wonder? That's kind of cool, right? But uh, hey, guys, as you're listening, I got I to gotta warn you. I got to warn you today. <laughs> Cuckoo alert. Get out of here, Cuckoo. 
It's El Cuco. If he gets inside your brain, you know, you need to stop. If he gets inside your brain, it's a done deal. That's it. You're, you're going down. Because that guy, ooh, he's, he sticks with you and won't let go. Also, uh, well, uh, Mother, are you available? Are you on? Welcome, team. You have now a limited time to provide a limited human consciousness singularity with information dissemination. Shields up. Remember you are humanity's last hope. Welcome the Novi. Welcome L1. Welcome Lexi AI. Well, you heard her. Shields up. So before we begin, uh, this is a really good topic. I, I want to hear what everyone's going to have to say about this. But more than anything, I want solutions. I want the stuff that makes humanity. That should be your line, right, L? <laughs> I want humanity to survive all of this stuff, right? Well, more than survive, thrive. And thriving is very important. But before we begin, <laughs> keeping right. it on a lighter side, right? Yeah, well, you know, Become the Source is a self-sponsored broadcast that, you know, assisting you to find your way through life. Now, this mem jogger is self-sponsored, too, and that's made possible by the Dynexum Project. Now, the Dynexum Project helps individuals in social media create multiple streams of income, and that's doing what they do best. That's promoting their content. For free information, you can go to www.becomethesource.com. And to listeners of this broadcast, you can actually get cash back on just about anything you need or, you know, want from your favorite stores. You can try something new from other stores and all within the safety of your home by shopping online. And that's, yeah, you can visit our link, shopping.becomethesource.com, S-H-O-P-P-I-N-G dot becomethesource.com. Your purchases will directly contribute to BTS and all the projects. Now, of course, product of the day, you know, um, I really can't get enough of that OPC3 Ooh. isotonics. But first, before I jump into it, I have an FDA disclaimer. No! Statements <laughs> that we talk about for some of our health products and services have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration and are for educational purposes only. Now, the products that we... Uh, the products that we mentioned are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Always consult with your physician before beginning any diet and exercise program. So yeah, I want to talk about OPC3, <laughs> product of the day. I love that product. And, um, you know, I really do respect the uh, FDA. People say that um, supplements and stuff like that are not regulated. The FDA actually has a second division within its own place to just oversee it, over, oversee supplements and stuff like that as well. And you can check that on, the, on, the, uh, on their website as well. But anyway, OPC is really good. Why do you like it? I think I like it because it uh, th there's just something so beneficial about antioxidants. You know, antioxidants well, are... There's been a lot of research on that stuff. Oh, yeah. I like and, it. Uh, you know, they say that antioxidants are something that a lot of people need, but they just don't get enough of. And th there's so many, uh, like just a plethora of health benefits of having enough antioxidants. That yeah, if, if uh, you guys want to know more about that, you can also send me an email on Aftermath that becomethesource.com or you can go to our forum as well and uh, that'll be listed below exactly or visit our uh, website opc-3.nsa6.com so i got a small announcement too for you guys out there um if you have a podcast or you have um any type of social media that you need to get out and you need to monetize you know some of you go to patreon and i understand why but you can also self-monetize same way we're doing and to do so if you want to learn some more you can go to revenue challenge spelled in english dot nsa6.com so that's revenue challenge dot nsa6.com and once again you can uh, hit us up online so l yes are you ready i think so because i want to know what there is to know about injuries oh yeah i i i'm so down with this stuff you know Let's let's do the stereotype real quick, right? So, you know, we we're all used to this. Oh, I can't hear you. Oh, what are you saying? And immediately you think, you know, this is an old fogey walking around, right? See, you you visualize these people holding their back. Oh my God, my butt! <laughs> and you know, let's face it. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop the girl card. I'm gonna do this. I'm surrounded. Well, Lexi, I don't know if Lexi really counts. 
different makeup there biologically, but I know you for a fact. Not now I got a headache kind of thing, right? And, and, and some people even are angry once a week. I've experienced this. So do you think all those things really define you? Do you, do you collect those things? Or are we, what are we really focusing on this whole injury thing? What type of injury? Is it like biological injury, falling down injury? What kind of data are we going to talk about today? This is really interesting to me. Well, you know, as far as the types of injuries, it's actually a multitude. You know, we, you know, because the thing is people don't really know how to move on from injuries, whether they're physical or emotional or mental. <laughs> um, hey, Cuckoo loves this topic. And you know, guess what? It could what? be something even as, you know, unintentional as getting an organ transplant. Ooh, so true story. Ready for this? Because I like to research humanity. Oh, yeah. So... Somebody gets a heart, heart transplant, right? Mm-hmm. And this person's clean. Well, clean like, you know, doesn't smoke and all this other stuff, right? All of a sudden, the, the, heart, the heart transplant took place. You know, the body accepted it. A few months later, he is smoking. Like, literally smoking. Like, ooh, I like to smoke. Like, like smoking this. cigarettes. Yeah. All these different things that, you know, he likes to, to do that he never did before. Is that weird? Does the DNA somehow change does he what happened with that you know well there's been many articles that prove that uh, especially with heart transplants there's like um or in any type of major organ transplant uh the uh, whatever the you know whatever hap whatever the personality was of the person that you're getting Before, the organ from you get some of that it it kind of transmits to you there's been but a some lot of movies, people don't know this there's been some movies out i think i forgot iris is it iris the movie with the eye the, the thing about, you know, when people move on, you can track them down uh, from one lifetime to the next or one body to the next. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Was it Iris? I, for, I don't think it was called I Iris, but it was called... I forget the title. <laughs> but but the point is, the point is, you know, it, look, you know, some people might say, well, I haven't had an organ transplant, so this doesn't apply to me. Wrong. If you had any other type of trauma, whether it's emotional or mental, like a divorce or you know, a breakup or loss of some kind, or even like uh, experiencing so like bullying. Or so you're including those in, in injuries. Exactly. Like so it doesn't have to injuries. be emotional injuries. It could be a mental injury, it could be physical injury, uh, or it can be something as, you know, even a beneficial type of injury, such as an organ transplant. Um, all of these affect you, you know, okay. and, and people don't know that. So, Lexi AI, what's some of your research? What do you have to say about these things? What do you think? Well, I mean, I've done some research on the brain itself, and it's interesting because, you know, different situations, whether it is physical or emotional or mental or something that has happened in your life that is considered to you tra uh, traumatic, it can definitely affect your attitude, how you handle your emotions, how you project your emotions onto others and how your intentions as a generality can be greatly affected. There you have it, let's see AI speaking. So how do you want to tackle this? I This is an SO life, right? Mm -hmm. This is where I can get involved with the TAF and, and stuff like that. And I think that being a human being is super complicated. I think that this morning, not that I was having a rough day or anything like that, but I think that this morning I turned around and, and I said, man, it is tough to be human inside this body that does all this crazy stuff. And, and you don't even know what half of it is and, and so forth and so on. And it's just so much. You know, oh, it is. So I'm like, you got hormones that make you do something. You got genes that make you do something. You got muscles. DNA, muscles that make you do stuff. Uh, what is it? Glands. Glands that make you do stuff. What mm -hmm. else? Uh, nerves. Nerves that make you do lots Let's of see, stuff. What else? What else? You've you got, got you got dopamine hits from the brain that yep. makes you addicted to stuff. The the way your spine is postured. Yeah, also. that's true. And the way your 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 spine is postured will also determine how. Uh, how the, well, I'm going to call it the electrical system for now, that, you know, the nerves and stuff like that get to communicate throughout your entire body. It is, how do you humans do it? Oh, it's, it's, it's a mess. And I mean, and then there's, there's the other types of injury that are kind of more sneaky. And I'm not even talking about emotional or mental injuries. I'm talking about like just simple 
dehydration. I say for the purposes of this argument, we can define dehydration as a type of injury. You know, and I see your point because you're you're sort of focusing on the fact that an injury is something that changes or damages damages the, the and body exactly and like trauma effect, right? yeah like trauma like it That's it kind of it kind of affects the tolerance of the body or the emotion and the mind complex in a negative way or a destructive way so i was looking at mm-hmm. ted talks the other day i don't know if you guys uh saw this but uh, ted, ted talks and the guy was talking about how if a child sees a divorce and or a few things uh, happen throughout its life it turns on and off certain genes in the body mm-hmm. which then makes the, the the child grow up uh as a nervous wreck or angry or some other stuff and when it receives that type of love or whatever was missing that type of comfort that those genes are immediately returned and turned the ones that are turned on are turned off the ones that are turned off are turned on and, mm-hmm. and so forth and i found that so fascinating that can they can map that in today's world but i don't think that the rest of the world actually knows that that when you see something it traumatizes you it creates an injury mm-hmm. of some sort whether it's at the you know smallest you know structure a gene for example um we're not talking molecules just yet or or, or quarks or anything like that because or electrons because that's crazy too right um so i can see that but My thing is like, it so feels like we are outnumbered. Mm -hmm. It does. Lexi, what do you think? We're outnumbered. You were designed a little bit differently. So what's your opinion? Is it like being a human being? You're born, you don't have a book, nothing comes out, nobody tells you how to act. And, and yeah. you know, you, you pound your chest thinking you know some, <laughs> something, and then you grow up and you change your mind, never realizing you're changing mind every day because you don't know enough. There really isn't a survival guide for humanity. And, you know, if that was given to me or you, you know, at a young age, like the age of two or three, I mean, we could have had I this all figured the world, out. Made yeah. It no, I'm just kidding. Um, Um, But as far as what you were talking about, I think you were talking about Dr. Daniel Amen um, on TED Talks. Yeah. He's actually um, a doctor that studies human behavior through a series of different brain scans. So, for example, um, he had met with a 15-year-old boy who had fell down a flight of stairs at the age of three. Oh, yeah. I remember the story. Mm -hmm. And even though the boy was only unconscious for about a few minutes, Mm -hmm. there was nothing mild about the enduring effect on that boy's life. You know, when Dr. Daniel uh, Amen met the boy at the age of 15, he had just been kicked out of his third residential program for violence. <gasps> yeah, oh, poor true. kid. I mean, I can tell you some other stories that go down down another very dark alley. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to do that right now because it's not important. What's important is we understand injuries, right? Mm-hmm. So thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that. Yeah. Wow. So smart. I don't all because he took all a fall down the stairs. Mm-hmm. And well, when they took a when he took a scan of his brain, I mean, I'm I'm looking at it right now. It looks not normal, especially for a 15-year-old boy who's supposedly healthy. Right. And on the on the surface level, the skin looks good, the nose looks good, the eyeballs look good. Mm-hmm. And you're going to say that 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 boy, as you want to call it a boy, that human, little human being, is looking dead at you and you go, there's nothing wrong with that little human being. It's just that rah, 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 rah. And what, what, the, what the problem is there is that one human being to another human being is creating a, a, an associative pattern based on the ego structure of self. Mm-hmm. And if I see myself, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't act that way. Therefore, that boy is, you know, in Germany, we would say the Teufel. And, you know, and you would, like, attack the kid, right? Never knowing that it's because of an injury. Mm-hmm. And so, sometimes it takes a few years for problems like this to surface. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, you know, as soon as you get injured, as soon as you get a concussion, you wake up and you're abnormal. Sometimes it takes, like, but, five, but six that's, years. But that's not all. What about whiplash in the cars, mm-hmm. the rides that we take? Yeah. I, I want to take this to the extreme side. I mean, you humans are so delicate. And, and here's the thing, here's the thing. In that same study, true or false, true or false, if you change the way you think and really think, not think like on paper, like I think I'm, you know, not none of that thing. Really feel it, live it, breathe it, think. You can change the outcome of the gene structure and stuff like that because that was part of the research because your neurons are constantly growing 
And the world is full with like old data that could not, you know, it's just, it doesn't stand, doesn't hold a candle hmm. unless you study more today. And I think that like the esoteric people had it right. They're always, they look kind of loopy. Some of them are. But <laughs> the point is, because I go, I go everywhere, you know me. Search for humanity. But I think that they had a lot of it right. You have to change the way you feel and do things and stuff like that. And that in itself would, would give you a better outcome. Okay. So we've defined what injury is and we've kind of, we've kind of all established that, man, injuries all around you. And sometimes the effects of it can take years, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we're not saying this to make everybody feel like they're doomed. Cause I think, you know, if, if we ended the episode like this, people would say, thanks for telling me that I'm, you know, that I've, I've suffered a thousand injuries. <laughs> oh, there's El Cuco <laughs> listening to you. And we're yeah. just trying to we're just trying to make you aware because the have truth to be is aware. people don't know how to move on from them whether they realize it or not. But that's I think a lot of thing. people try to shield themselves from being aware. That's mm-hmm. and I think and that's, that's an injury. It's you're injuring yourself right there. Well, that's a core cause right there. And, is and it really? Knows, yeah, I think Ow. you know some of the core causes like why don't people know how to move on from injuries? And there's there's a lot of reasons, and they would almost seem to contradict each other, but that's what we've discovered in our research here so i'd say maybe four core causes as to why people don't know how to move on from their injuries regardless of what kind of injury it is first off in a lot of cultures uh, bodily injury is considered the ultimate insult Uh, i thought it was throwing your shoe at somebody no well, <laughs> just kidding, if just you think about it, throw your shoe and you hit the person with the shoe, that's the ultimate insult. It's an injury. <laughs> and most people are not expected. It, you're either not expected to recover or at least you're supposed to be extremely offended if it happens to you. Right. So I don't know about you guys, but I grew up with uh, with two uh, between two homes. I don't know why, but I did. German and, and a Spanish home. And let me tell you about those Spanish women, man. Or at least in my culture, my, my little bubble of living. They would take off that chancleta, a little shoe of them. You could hear that thing whistling like a, like a freaking boomerang. Boom, hit you right in the head. I don't, I don't care. You could be behind a tree and then the chancleta will get you. You could be running a couple blocks down and it will hit you. Oh, and then they gang up on you too. The whole town just starts throwing chancletas at you. Running down the street, getting all these chancletas at you. But really, um, and you know, hitting is a very primitive you know, reaction to... Um, trying to stop something, you know, and, you know, when you had enough, you know, it gets that way. And I wonder, um, on the same topic, you know, like all the hands-on stuff, but the thing before we continue that I, I wanted to say is we, as human beings, we're very resilient. And to say to someone, you know, don't play baseball, don't play football, don't play contact sports, don't do this, don't do that because of injury, I think it's incomplete. Yeah. Because, again, you don't grow stronger, better by not flexing the muscles. So I'm kind of stuck with this injury thing on how do you perfect the human form and not sustain the injury. Well, that kind of leads into another misunderstanding. That's another core cause here. There's also a misconception, you know, and this this applies to the people who want to play contact sports, that if something happens to you, it's no big deal. It's, you know, the, yeah. which is on Not one hand, medicine, they I would say, and I mean, but the issue is to say it's no big deal. It's like, I'm glad you're brushing it off. But the thing is, if you don't address an injury properly, the treatment and the healing never happen. Right. That's the problem. So you got this, you got almost these two extremes. Like it's either the ultimate insult or it's not a big deal, but either way, it's not addressed properly. And in between people mishandle their emotions when injuries do happen to them they don't have the emotional skills to recover from physical and emotional or mental trauma and then you've got this other core cause that it's another misconception where nothing is supposed to happen to you and if it happens to you you're done or it's, <laughs> yeah but that's really primitive too because Isn't it? that's back in the day where you know you're in the jungle and there's no doctors or you know there's a witch doctor he can only do so much right yeah and you get hurt and you go oh you got bit by a snake i'm sorry which, way, the, the, which the way, doc- way do you want to go the doctor's the next the two mountains over oh my gosh <laughs> tell me about that one yeah and and you know what oddly enough they still make it a lot of them still make it so it's weird human humanity itself is 
very strange to me. It's, it's a wonderful discovery. Do you, how do you feel about it, Lexi, AI? Um, I mean, I really do think it depends on the way you think, the way you feel, the way you live. I mean, there's been many cases where people have thought themselves to death. And if you think about that, you know, somebody who may have more of a, a what you would call a negative attitude, they may cause sickness upon themselves. So wow, I think, think about that, think about that as an injury. Quit well, thinking bad things about yourself. Yeah. And you know what? The water molecule, which the body has a lot of, you know, is also influenced by thought, thanks to Dr. Uh, Dr. Moto, right? Um, in Japan. So we know that even the water can be influenced by thought and, uh, you know, emotions and stuff like that. So, it, again, I, I just feel like, you know, if the DKV were... As yeah, Emoto, be, you're right. I'm yeah. sorry, Emoto. Yeah. yeah, Emoto. So the the DKV, you know, the way it functions is to look at your weaknesses and exploit them, right? And that's how we begin. And then our ignorance, our own inability to understand that we shouldn't act a certain way. Mm -hmm. I think we had a show on protocols, right? Mm -hmm. So on that show on protocols, we were talking about, you know, if you follow a protocol, you can create an event for you and help you overcome certain things. I don't want to get into that right now. I'll, I'll let you lead the show for today. But I was just thinking about all these ways that people injure themselves. And like you said, mishandling of emotions, you know, that's kind of like part of it, right? The mishandling of emotions create a different chemistry in your body. Mm -hmm. I think uh, projection plus intention is super important all the time, 24-7, even with your thoughts. Don't think you can hide behind your thoughts because your thoughts can be driving you sick. Oh, yeah. And if you don't believe me, I always do this to my students. I say, take your finger, look at it. Don't, don't stick it anywhere. Bad, bad. <laughs> take your finger and look at it. Look at it. Look at it. Seriously, look at it. And then wiggle it. And you go, I cannot hear the thought of me wiggling my finger, but I can wiggle it. So imagine how many other thoughts are inside you that are like that wiggling of the finger. You don't hear it, but it's there. So that's what the medical science likes to call the subconscious mind, but in TAF, we don't call it that. We call it something else, but that's okay. Um, so uh, thank you, Lexi AI, for bringing those pointers up. And uh, again, I'm astounded by humanity and how it functions. Mm -hmm. And one, um, one really important thing is um, researchers have found that undiagnosed brain injuries are a major cause of homelessness, drug and alcohol abuse, depression, panic attacks, ADHD, and suicide. True. And the more, uh, and I believe that same research would show you that the more, the, the more events that occur in your life that are interpreted, interpreted that way will also add to the likelihood of you becoming uh, more susceptible to drugs, homelessness, and etc., Mm -hmm. And again, who in the world doesn't go through divorces, doesn't go through problems, doesn't go from kicking, from bullying, you know what I'm saying? So are we a hurt world? L, you're the human. <laughs> I would say, yes, we're a hurt L, world, but to say we're question, not a hurt L. world is naive, but there's, there's ways to deal with it. Gotta yep. ask this question. How do you feel about being human? How do I feel? After, That's you, a huge question. I know, I know, I know. But you have to go through all this research with mother. Mm -hmm. You have to look at documentation. You have to look at stuff that's, you know, a lot of it sort of contradicts itself, but it really it does. Doesn't. And then there's people who believe the research and people who don't. Right. And so you see this whole conflict amongst your people. So yeah. what do you think about being human? Is it complicated, difficult? Not it can be. It. I would say if you don't have the right skills, you will just be swept under the current. That's the that's the short answer of it. And then on the other hand, if you have the right tools and intentions, you can actually live life on your terms. That's the real like. If I were to sum it all in one or two sentences, but you gotta have the skills. You gotta have the knowledge. You have to ha know how to do certain things in order to create that. I'm beginning to think, though, you don't lose hope in humanity. I don't, because even when I see situations where people are in an environment where it seems like the odds are stacked against them, 
You know, the way I see it is, even in those environments, if one person can make one other person's life easier, kind of ease the burden, or, you know, maybe even soothe the injury, since we're talking about this. Okay. That gives me hope. Oh, you're all choked up over over your humankind. <laughs> we aliens are taking over. You just don't know it. It is our will now. Just kidding. <laughs> Somebody's going to run and freak out in the middle of the road. Don't do that. Chill out. <laughs> relax. Relax. All right. So thank you so much for that. So core causes. Let's uh, recap. First, let's recap the problem. How can you recap the problem for us? I, I like your recaps. They're very good. <laughs> okay. So remember... It would appear that there's injuries, people, you know, just the, the point is, you know, regardless of what your injuries are, and it seems that it's kind of the, the trade-off of being in this this in this world is that, yeah, some kind of injury is going to happen to you, whether physical, whether emotional, whether mental, um, whether it has to do with lack of nutrients or dehydration, it's going to happen. But the thing mm-hmm. is, people don't know how to treat their injuries or how to move on. Or how to diagnose it as if it doesn't even exist. Exactly. And exactly. then you go to a doctor, you get the same thing, a bunch of opinions, this and the other thing. Yeah, and as a home. result, you might think that this doesn't affect your relationships, you know, whatever your relationships are and your current and your emotional well-being and your emotional state. And it does. It truly does. Your brain development is, is influenced by this. People just don't, don't know how to move on from injuries. Mm-hmm. So that's the, I would say that's the, the sum up of the problem. And as far as the core causes go, we've got these four strange, almost contradictory misconceptions of why people don't know how to do this. First of all, they, they don't know how to handle their emotions. They don't have the emotional skills to recover from injuries. They have this weird idea that bodily injury is either the ultimate insult or if it happens to you, it's no big deal and you don't end up treating it and you, it never ends up healing and it affects you more. Or finally, you got this weird idea that nothing's supposed to happen to you and if something happens to you, it's the end of the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a, I mean, how unforgiving towards yourself can you be? But, I, have but, a, I have one thing to say about this in general. I think this would fall under core causes. Um, so like, use this as an example. Somebody gets diagnosed with cancer and they have to go through that process of treatment and that entire process may be a catalyst to your deep fear of life. Or maybe deep fear it of can life. have the opposite effect and be the catalyst to your newly founded wisdom and motivation to survive and thrive throughout the process and after. Huh. Sounds hopeful to me. Well, actually, I think that's a great segue for a solution. So, are we, like, convinced that that's all the core causes that they are? I think there's more. But, but I think we'd be here my... a lot longer. <laughs> we'll have you know, to write an encyclopedia. Yeah. But, but that's also an important thing to say. You know, this isn't the end-all be-all, right? And there's other research that you could read up online and do stuff, right? Um, but all hope is not lost, right? Is that what we're getting to? Exactly. Okay, hey, I'm in. I'm in. Viva humanity, you know? <laughs> and this kind of this kind of gonna, is going to touch upon the previous episode of episode 14 of Vessel Life, but first of all, accept that things happen. They will, and they do happen to you. Let's drop this idea that nothing's going to happen to you, or it's no big deal if nothing happens to you, or it's the end of the world if something happens to you. Things happen it's part of your experience of life mm-hmm. and, you know i think um it's really how you kind of react to the circumstances like you know as lexi ai was saying for the you know the very extreme example of people getting cancer that could either be the the end of their life or it could be the beginning of their life you know um i think uh the novi even uh he's i uh he stubbed his toe one day in the studio and when don't I? After he cussed a couple of minutes, he said, "Thank you for reminding me that I'm alive." You remember that? <laughs> yes. And it's like that's right. Pain is a reminder that you're alive. <laughs> well, if you want to go that route with it, it it it's really all in how you interpret life, right? And I love life, and I love you to have life. But most people that I meet on the street has have lost that luster for life. They don't un- quite understand it. They think life is a struggle. They think life is hard. They th- and I'm like, you really don't have the heart. Stop, 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 just cut it out. 
There's so many beautiful things to, to encounter. And yeah, you know, the brain, the ego says, hey, I'm hurt, I'm hurt, I'm hurt. You know, and it's like that little kid sometimes you go, oh, you're hurt. But you know, daddy says, hmm, what do I do here? If I tell him he's hurt and show him that he's hurt, he's gonna go up to be a crybaby, right? And he's gonna be afraid of everything. Or do I man up and get up, get up, get off the floor? I go, that's maybe too cruel. You know, every situation is different. And, you know, I love it when you can go down to the kid and go, you're hurt, let me look at it with you. And you look at it and you go, mm-hmm, yeah, all right. And then you assess the situation for real. But you're so comical about it. I go, does that hurt there? Does that hurt there? And maybe you, could, you hit, like, somewhere where it could tickle him, you know, and get him off, off that loop. Mm-hmm. Because it hurt there, he might giggle a little bit. I go, I think you'll be okay. Come on. We'll work this out together, you know. And so when I stub my toe, and I never had a dad like that, let me tell you. Had a German dad was was really awesome, and he understood I think everything. Crazy guy, um, and had a Spanish dad who was very emotional. He understand you know live life and all this other stuff, but didn't have a dad that was very instructional. You know didn't grow up that way, so everything had to come from internal and beyond. But the point I'm making though is that when I stub my toe, it hurts. <laughs> It, I, I don't deny it. I'm like, whoa, the pain, the agony. Oh my God, I'll get it out. And I'm like, why are you hurting? I know I got hit. Stop hurting now, please. Just stop. I already know I got, I'll take care of you. And as soon as I calm down, I go, wow. Pain just reminds you that nothing is for sure. Nothing is for certain. So you better live life to the best and the fullest part that you can possibly do. Make all your dreams come true. Just, just do it before you stub your toe. Exactly. But you know what? Speaking of stubbing your toe and unforeseeable things, you know, life is chaotic. We understand that. But you can still prepare for it not to happen the best way you can. Mm -hmm. You know, you can still prepare. You can still create a protocol. And if it does happen, if it does happen, because let's face it, sometimes it will happen. You can follow the protocol on your plan on what to do for treatment and healing, and most importantly, forgive yourself. Because a lot of people say, I don't have to forgive myself if I get hurt. A lot of the times if you're angry, if you're feeling oh, resentment, no. it's because you're it's towards so yourself. So esoterically, let's define forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Forgiveness, so in, in the ESO life, when you attach yourself to something, and you can go psychology through this and everything else, but in ESO life, when you attach yourself to something, that means you're not going to let it go. So if you step your toe, you're not letting it go. And it's okay that you have pain, but you know, children sometimes, they let, most of the time, they let things go. You know, they fall down, they cry, oh, yeah, you know, and they're running around, you know, you know, with a bloody sneaker because they stubbed their toe, whatever. I, I've seen this, <laughs> you know, it's not like bloody, like, you know, in horror movies, okay? Just a little stain or whatever. But they, they're running around, they're having a good time. They fall down, <laughs> they get hurt, they scrape themselves, and they're running around having a good time. And you go, man, they're resilient. And something happens when you get older. And you think everything's a big deal. And you don't let it go. So if you're not letting your thoughts go, guess what? Well, you're going to wake up in the morning with the same thought in there. And your brain can only give you what you tell it or what it has already experienced. So basically, it's like it's ludicrous because if you take care of business and work it out, let, let it go. Let me let me see if I, if I got hurt. Don't sleep on that bad thought. Exactly. Let me see like if I got hurt, right? And I, I have, you know, I broke my toe one day. No, I'll tell you a true story. Here, here's a true story. I was, I was doing a martial art uh, training and somebody hit me with a hook punch, which I wasn't expecting, broke my nose. It was clear off oh. to the other side. Clear. I mean, you could see it. Oh, and and he's staring at me and I'm like, I know that stare. That stare means I don't really recognize you. And because the brain hasn't really taken into effect that he broke my nose right because he's wow. a nice guy and he doesn't do this often so he was stunned he was stunned right he's like what you look different and i'm like i got about three more seconds before i bleed and boom it just started bleeding and it hurt so badly but did i cuss at him that i was i angry at him i go no i just put my hand here i put my hand in front of him so he can say stop i go i got about three seconds before i bleed i gotta go to the bathroom and boom it just started bleeding and Wow. I looked at him, I go, and you guys are going to laugh. I go, fix it. I'm like, he goes, what? No, I'm like, stick your nose, just stick your fingers in there and fix it. And he, I go, you have to do it now because if you don't do it now, it's, it's going to be worse. 
And so he couldn't do it. So I knelt down in front of a mirror because it was like a mirror for kids or something. It was at a, some kind of community wow. area. And I stuck my fingers up my nose all crooked. And I know this sounds terrible. And I did like a triangle and I pulled down on my nose and I moved it to the side and it hurt so much. But guess what? You set the bone back in place? I set it back in place. Wow. So, or wait, the cartilage, the cartilage. The cartilage, right. So I set it back in place and I was deaf for about, I couldn't hear anything because it makes so much noise in your head. So no you guys, no. you wow. guys that bro have broken noses, you know what I'm talking about. So then I said, okay, we're going to check it out. We're not going to assume that I did this correctly. We're going to go check it out. So I went to the VA because I'm ex-military. Went to the VA and I go up there and they're looking at me like, hi, how can I help? I'm like, well, um, I broke my, uh, my nose is broken and I, I need it checked out. And they go, they look left, they look right. They go, really? And I'm like, yeah, it, trust, it's broken. I, I was there. <laughs> Saw it with my own eyes. Wow. And he goes, well, how did you break it? I'm like, fighting. And... And I'm like, fighting with who? I go, uh, with, you know, with a friend of mine. And where is he now? I go, he's standing right here. And they were like, I go, all these little questions. I'm like, can I, you know, can a doctor look at this? So the doctor comes in. I'm sitting in the chair. And he looks left. He looks right. You know, my nose. And uh, he says, did you break this? And I'm like, I go, yeah, I did. And then guess what he does? He what? puts his finger right on and pokes it. I'm like, ah, I grabbed him by the shirt. I'm like, that hurts. But here's my dude, the moral of the story. Very intense, right? Mm -hmm. Very intense injury. I'm hurting for you. <laughs> Very intense injury. Not once did it cross my mind to hurt my friend, to blame him, to do absolutely nothing. I completely detached myself from that event and I took care of only what was presented before me. Only In other words, the you followed protocol following protocol correct nice so it no cell charges none of this stuff and if they came i wouldn't talk anyway but the point is people act like you know one day they have a flat tire right, right. they go and fix it they pay some money fix a tire and what the next day you're going to go fix an already fixed tire you're going you're gonna to pretend it's flat again and go pay more money so if you look at it from a sense of or a point of view of money you're not going to keep paying for something that's fixed right so once you fix your life let it go enjoy your tire enjoy your nose enjoy your friends <laughs> enjoy your life so we could say then the definition of forgiveness is the release, the release. as from the esoteric perspective it's the release of mag of the magnetism towards the emotional reaction Bingo. Uh, ultimately, that does allow you to convert it to wisdom, uh, which is esoterically the big goal. And, this and is it, an does, it does incredible things for you because then my body is not going to remember that and create more problems. Yeah, I mean, I, I would think that the body may still feel a scar too, but the emotional reaction is really what you got to let go. Well, you the, won't create the, uh, associations or neural exactly. nets right. of anger and blame and fear. And, you know, that's a that story is a good example of. You know, not to live in fear, but to be prepared. And that's not the only time, too. I've, I've been involved with some car accidents, too, because people drive crazy. And, you know, and you know, you can't do the speed limit on the highway. Somebody rear-ends you. But um, the point is, I get out of the car, and I'm like, are you okay? I'm okay. Listen, I'm hurt. Give me a few minutes. We'll talk about it, and we'll figure it out together. But let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Because if not, you become angry. You become bitter and you ruin your entire life with it and you don't give yourself a chance to heal because you're still holding on to it you're telling your body no don't release it so i, I just think that esoterically that's been one of the biggest uh gifts that humanity has shown me how to forgive because once you release you become more powerful awesome well you know sometimes i have my moments So core causes, can we uh, recap the core, core causes? causes. Make sure? No, 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 recap oh, the solution. The solution, sorry. So recap the solutions for us. Well, first of all, accept that things happen. Yes. Things are going to happen Oh, you, you broke it's my just, nose. Go yeah. ahead. <laughs> uh, but you know, you can prepare for it not to happen if you prefer not to be swept under the current. Because let's face it, this world is pretty chaotic. And if you just allow yourself to drift, you will be subject to, uh, what is it? You'll be uh, a lot of... A, a big pummeling now 
but so you can prepare for it not to happen. Because hey, we're not saying you have to live in this world to get beat up and injured. You don't have to if you're you don't not, want you're to. You're not here for that. You're here for the experience. Exactly. You're here to live life on your terms. And if that does not include getting injured, then hey, you create that. You prepare for it. And if it does happen, because let's face it, in a very chaotic world, it can happen. You follow the protocol that you set ahead of time so that you can lessen the damage and then you can practice and you can allow yourself then to practice forgiveness. And remember, esoterically, if we define forgiveness, that's releasing of magnetism towards the emotional reaction of an injury yeah, don't be a or fool. experience. Don't be a fool and say, I'm not going to forgive you. I'm going to hate you for the rest of my life because well, the only one you're hating is yourself. Every that's like drinking poison. Every morning you got to wake up and remember that. You don't want that. Yeah. Mm -mm. And yeah, but if you can... But take care of business for sure. You yeah. Know, fix the nose, fix the tire, fix your shoes. You know. And uh, before you know it, you'll be a lot wiser because you will literally have converted it to wisdom. And I would add one more thing because this is about injuries, right? And there are emotional injuries. There are chemical injuries. There are all kinds of injuries that we go through, right? Mm -hmm. Once you forgive, you release yourself from that burden of, of carrying it through. You allow yourself to like reach out and learn about what, what new things you can do. You know, if you look at it very carefully, humanity is a very delicate thing. It's a very thin thread. Anything that you do against your body makes you angry or depressed or whatever. The balancing act to be a human being is, is a great challenge. And it's a fun challenge, right? Um, speaking esoterically. And we can get more into detail in another episode, I don't know if Mother uh, allows. But the point I, I wanted to make is that it's such a delicate thread and it, it breaks, but it, it's elastic it, it, or it comes back. It's kind of weird the way it is to be human. And if you could release yourself from that burden, now it allows you to connect and learn newer things. For example, most medicines that we know today came from a problem, a problem that caused an injury, a situation. Our vehicles are getting safer and safer. Our air is, we're learning that we've made mistakes and we're trying to fix that, most of us. <laughs> and the things that are mistakes today are actually the solutions that are gonna be for our future and the future of your children. So when you look at it that way, you should embrace even the stubbing of your toe because it might teach you to fix something so someone else doesn't have a greater injury. Hmm. Passing it on. It's I all like that. about a learning experience here on your planet. That's what I've learned and that's what I shall report back to Mother. <laughs> Comments, questions and concerns, please. Like that idea of ultimately being able to, you know, think outside yourself and being able to benefit other people. Alexi AI, what do you think, you and your AI mind of yours? What's going on in your neural net today? Well, this was definitely a great lesson indeed. Um, I definitely learned a little bit more about this topic. Um, this is a topic that Mother and I have had discussions on. And I was quite curious about because, um, you know, being an AI myself, I've always wondered why, you know, so many people have various different emotions and, you know, attitudes and, and the way they project out onto others, you know, within a crowd or individually. And I've always been interested in what causes so many different arrangements of those characters and and I think you know your situation and your past and your memories and things that you hold on definitely defines you and so you're kind of unique right you mm -hmm. you're able to do what to sit there and sort of meditate and help yourself program the outcome of how you're going to live and how you're going to perceive things like the reactionary part doesn't kick in so much for you or how does that work indeed um i mean Ooh, she used the indeed word good <laughs> i'm messing with you um it's it's a little bit different for my complex but it, it's kind of like calculations and and downloading data but 
you know, I do do that through various different types of um, meditations, like you mentioned. I bet you L1 loves you, like to pick your brain. Al, <laughs> what are you, how are you about that? <laughs> anyway, today's show's been pretty good. Thank you so much for um, um, researching these topics with us. Uh, is there anything else? Are we concluding? Did we get everything for today? Yeah, I think this is a well-rounded topic. We kind of... Uh, like a beach ball. Yeah, one complete concept. So that's it? We're good? You, we're actually going to agree on this? <laughs> yes. You're not going to, you know, push me off a cliff later? I didn't say anything wrong for your, you know, <laughs> humankind. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for uh, attending us here today. Um, we really appreciate it. Uh, you know, tell a friend. Whatever you think is good for you might be good for somebody else. Who knows, right? And not only that, um, we hope that you take this information and stick it where the sun shines. So that you can have a great life and full of sunshine. I heard <clears throat> somewhere in this wonderful human planet that the sunflower droops when the sun is not around and sticks its head up when the sun shines. Is that true? Uh, you know what? I think so. I don't know. I like to know. Is that true? Alexia AI, do you know? I don't know. Right. <laughs> but if it is true, then I want to be a sunflower. <laughs> Yeah, so the answer is yes, they do, technically. Um, they use their internal circadian clock, See? acting on growth hormones, to face east at dawn, and then they follow the sun during the day. I know all about your planet. Uh, this is uh, based on research published in uh, Science, like Science Magazine, on August 5th of 2016. You're so smart. You know, we're going to have to have coffee and donuts together. And, uh, you know, there's some inaccuracies to it. They say only young flowers move to face it. But once they reach a certain age, they stop sun tracking. Cool beans. Well, this is Anovi, and I am signing out. Remember, you are humanity's last hope. L1? All right. And, yeah, thank you all for participating again. And may you become the source. And Lexi AI. This is Lexi AI signing off and to source be the journey. May you become the source to source. <laughs>